Thanks very much uh, for downloading the podcast and listening. Uh, we've got quite a few of us on tonight. Um, it's called Senior Review, and uh, this one really is Senior Review because we've got all of the top brass with us this evening. So I'm going to introduce myself. I'm not top brass. I'm obviously a junior review. So my name is Mike Henley, and I am Deputy Chair of the Consultants Committee. And next we've got Vish. Oh, hi, everyone. So it's, I'm Vish. I'm, I'm Chair of the Consultants Committee at the BNA. And we've got Emma Runswick, who's in Green Park. Emma? Good evening. Um, my name's Emma Runswick. I am a junior doctor in the Northwest, and I'm the Deputy Chair of BMA Council. We very slightly sprung it on Emma. We just like tracked her down in Green Park. We've got her on Find, find My Friends, um, and we found her. Um, and then we've got, we've got Phil. Uh, so I'm Phil Banfield. I'm Chair of Council, and I'd like to remind people that there is no one senior in the BMA. We are all one membership organisation. Thank you, Prof. Oh, sorry, did I say that? I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, thanks very much for coming. We've got a few things to discuss. We're going to try and keep it short. I say that every week, don't I? Um, so I thought what we do is we start off um, just talking about the opening of the uh, juniors ballot. And I didn't know, Emma, whether you wanted to give us a, a few details about, about when it opened and finishing and how, how, how the planning's going to go and any events you've got associated with it coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the junior doctors uh, in England ballot for pay restoration, uh, strike action for pay restoration opened this Monday, the 9th of January. It's open until the 20th of February. But in order to get your ballot back on time, the last safe day to post it will be the 16th of February. The 16th is important as well, because if you uh, have not received a ballot by the 16th of January, you should contact us and check that we've sent it to the right place or order a replacement. We are really expecting lots of difficulties with the post, so don't hesitate to get in touch with doctorspay at bma.org.uk if you need a replacement ballot. Um, we've got a, a fair few events coming up uh, over the next few weeks trying to tackle a variety of issues. So tomorrow we've got a, an in-person rally um, at Central Hall in, in Westminster with Phil, uh, myself, um, the, the co-chairs of Junior Doctors Committee, Robin Vivek, and Mick Lynch from the RMT speaking. We've got uh, next week on the 16th of January, uh, a, a webinar for registrars, so particularly people who were involved in 2016 who were thinking, how's it going to go this time? We're, we're talking about uh, what's what's different, uh, how we are improved, better organised, and also the impacts that it might have, this dispute might have, for those of you who are uh, close to CCT. And, and I think, Mike, you're coming to that webinar on, on Monday, 16th of January. I'm, I'm We've also got some events planned for... Um, uh, academic trainees the academic trainees webinar is on the 2nd of february and and for gp trainees there are two of those one at the weekend and, and one in the in the day and you'll get emails about those if you're a gp trainee member of the bma so loads of stuff going on but the key messages are we need 50 percent of of members to vote if we're going to be able to take any action and if we're going to be able to move the government on pay so if you are thinking about voting, you're not sure about voting, please return your ballot. It's the most important thing you can do to help us win this dispute. Um, and once you've returned your ballot, make sure your colleagues have returned your ballot. 
It does nothing sitting on the kitchen table. It needs to be in the post box. So um, please get it back to us and then we can work together to win improvements for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's great, Emma. And you, there might be some people listening as well who, you know, are junior doctors. They might not actually be members of the BMA. And I think, you know, again, it's not too late for them, is it? Because I think they can join. I think, I think the date's the 8th of, Feb- uh, 8th of February is the last Absolutely. date they can join. If, if you are not a member or if you're a member but you haven't updated your details yet, the very last date you can join or update your details in order to get a ballot on time is the 8th of February. Don't leave it that late if you're thinking about joining, because as we said, there's going to be difficulties with the post. So if you're thinking about joining to vote, join us now. Uh, Join now, get your ballot as soon as possible and return it to us. But absolute last date, 8th of February. Thanks very much. Uh, And just just to... um... To, to you, Emma, and, and to Vish, um, you know, I think consultants have got a part to play in this. And we've been saying this is everybody's fight, no doubt about it. You know, we we all need to sort out. We need to fix pay. We need to fix pensions. We need to fix the DDRB. And, and, and it's all a continuum, I think. So what things should consultants be doing to, to assist juniors to make this a success? Yes, yeah, so, so I'll kick off on that. It'd be great to hear what Emma's thoughts as well. You know, but absolutely to echo that, it's really, really important that consultants um, are supporting their juniors. It's it's a really big deal um, for juniors to sort of um, vote for strike action. You know, it, it's not an easy thing for them to do. And I think we need to remember that because juniors have got lots of concerns when it comes to strike action. They might be worried about, you know, what's going to happen to their training, for example. What are their consultants, their bosses, you know, often what they're going to think of them if they take strike action, will it affect their training, their, their career progression? I think it's really important that consultants speak to their juniors in the workplace and actually tell them, we've got exactly the same concerns. Our pay is absolutely eroded, actually more so than juniors. And we are we absolutely are behind them and we need them to win. And that, you know, as you said, their fight is absolutely our fight, but, but also there are practical things I think we can be doing. Um, if any action happens, it's probably not going to be until March at the very, very earliest. Um, that's actually getting close to ARCP time for juniors. So we've got a good couple of months at least to help our trainees to make sure they're in the best possible place for their training so that if they do take action, that their training is not going to be impacted. So again, I think that's a really practical thing we can do. But beyond that, it's really about sort of just encouraging them, supporting them, saying that actually we're not going to think poorly of you for for, t- for voting yes and again it's confidential anyway the ballot you don't have to tell us but you know i think that reassurance from consultants is so important that actually we are supportive and that ultimately if you do take strike action you know this is in all our interest that you're doing this and we won't you know we won't think badly of you for it mm-hmm. and we've seen some good letters of support already from from consultants in various departments around the country and i think that's a really good thing to do um because people will will be a bit nervous i think wrongly but they will be nervous it's great to show support emma yeah. um, and, and, we, and, and we've written to to, to, LN, to lnc chairs yeah, and lncs are a really important part of all of this yeah. so so we so myself and mike have written um i think it's finally gone out today um to consultants and and to um to lnc chairs in particular just to try and get those letters of support out there and again there's some template letters that you might want to send um so you know do send them out, do speak to colleagues, um, go onto the wards and speak to your juniors and just let them know that they have our support. Anything to add, Emma? Um, 
I mean, those are all really excellent points. And I absolutely agree about the letters and the support and, and supporting uh, junior doctors training. Um, another thing, particularly for those of you who are thinking, you know, actually, we might be quite well paid, um, is to con consider donating to the strike fund. Uh, we've got a, an unreasonable number of junior doctors who are financially struggling, um, particularly with a combination of debt, high rents, childcare, particularly going up, um, all becoming very, very difficult. And some of those people will be worrying about um, taking strike action and, and the impact of losing a few days pay. Uh, and it might be that you can help some of those people out and sponsor a junior. So have a think about donating to the strike fund if that's something um, that, that you can you are able to do. It's going to be. It's not yeah. quite live yet, is it? It's live. I was going to say, yeah. Just, just watch out for that. So, to, to, yeah. to Emma's, uh, she's let the cat out of the bag. But we've been working on a strike fund uh, in the BMA, but it's officially being launched. I think next week. So you'll start to hear, um, uh, hear kind of um, about that a bit more. So that'd be a fantastic thing to help support our juniors because remember, the, the whole reason juniors are, are striking about this is that they're they're really in financial hardship in a lot of cases. And if you take industrial action, there's a risk, not always, but there's a, a risk that you potentially will lose your pay for that day. And really, some juniors can't afford to do that. And so if you can donate to the strike fund, then please do. Yeah, there's some very expensive parts of the country to live in. Now, um, in, in, in a dream scenario, obviously, government would see sense and, uh, and not, not put doctors through this um, and patients through it either. Um, so to that end, um, the BMA did have an invite to go and meet with the Secretary of State. And uh, Phil and Emma, you both went to go and meet uh, Steve Barclay, didn't you? I don't know if you want to start off, uh, Phil, and tell us about that meeting. So, I mean, what was interesting, it's, uh, you know, six months into the, the post it's taken uh, for Steve Barclay to, uh, to meet with us. He announced the meeting uh, in the media rather than contacting us, then cancelled it on the, uh, on the day. But uh, due to pressure, he rearranged it. We met uh, yesterday morning. Now, uh, and, and indeed, he apologised for moving the meeting. So whereas some of the other unions have had quite a negative uh, experience, uh, actually, he was the consummate politician and was playing it with a straight bat and being very nice to the BMA, uh, BDA and other health uh, union. So um, now he wanted obviously to talk about the DDRB and their submission. Um, and we had no difficulty in then expanding that out. In fact, actually, he invited me straight away to lay out our pitch of concerns about the DDRB, um, its uh, independence. He allowed us to voice uh, our disquiet about uh, the way that the remit letters are written. Um, he took it on the chin uh, when he was trying to sell us the DDRB as the independent process that they all have uh, respect uh, in when we talked about the recommendation for junior doctors. And in fact, actually, um, uh, Danny Mortimer of the employers was uh, very supportive uh, of the concept that uh, the doctors uh, have a pay issue and he was very straight with the Secretary of State that that needs to be uh, resolved. Now we were also able to to state, and Emma did this brilliantly, um, there is no discussion about pay for the juniors 
or resolving their dispute without talking about full pay restoration. Um, and again, he was willing to um, uh, willing to think about. Um, you know, he didn't say no to it. Uh, but uh, you know, how can you do it when he is constrained by the treasury? And in his mind, um, he has to do everything within the budget that he's been set. Now, there are things that the Secretary of State has uh, control over, and there are things that uh, uh, Messrs Hunt and Sunak have control over. Um, and uh, to that end, uh, we we pushed back and say, said it's a you know it's a matter of policy as to how to underfund, and their constant underfunding has led to this uh, position. We were also able to bring up pensions um, and uh, how ridiculous we thought it was that they weren't fixing this. Um, and he tried to claim that uh, the sums that the Treasury have don't make it uh, cost neutral at all. So you know, that is all to, to play for. And how we've left it is that um, you know, we have, I don't know, five weeks, six weeks, to try and make some progress on on what we can um, can make, so you know it, it ended amicably, and as far as I'm concerned, it's all to play for. Now, what was interesting was that we then emerged onto the pavement with the press posse, um, and were able to again lay our case. And the inevitable question of isn't um, uh, a strike, uh, full walkout for three days, dangerous? Um, and uh, a risk to the public, to which, of course, we said the NHS you have at the moment is a risk to the public um, and the emergency cover will be provided by consultants and specialists. And if you've got legislation that says that there are uh, minimum staffing levels during strike days, what a revelation that the government is actually thinking about minimum staffing. What about the other 365, 63 days of the year? So, um, you know, well, absolutely. So um, it, it, we're out of the starting blocks. We are going to see what can happen. It, obviously, if we can shift the... Um, the government, uh, we will try and do so. But when we have absolutely insisted that uh, people continue with the ballot and vote yes. Yeah. Fish, Fish yeah. We, do, do, we, do we want a DDRB? <laughs> right. So so I, I think this is really important. I think just before I come on to the DDRB, I just want to pick up on, on, on Phil's meeting with the Secretary of State because... Yeah. What's come out of the meeting with the other unions, and I think I heard you talk about it yesterday, Phil, as well. I have to say, it, it makes me it makes me physically ill because they they, they talk they keep talking about yes, you can have more money if you are more efficient or if you're more productive, and I think for anybody working the NHS at the moment, that must feel like a complete kick in the teeth because we're we're just doing so much to try and be as efficient as productive as possible, and I think that's been really really difficult. Um, but coming back to the question about how pay is set, um, I think we absolutely do want an independent pay review body. You know, we, we work essentially in a, 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 a with a, what's called a monopoly employer effectively. There's really only one big employer in town. That's the NHS. Um, so, so you really, it's not like if you're not if you're unhappy with your pay, 
you can go somewhere else and actually get a better deal because we all have national terms and conditions, national contracts, and there really is only one place for you to go and work. So this is why it is so important that there's an independent process to look at your pay. And the problem isn't that we've got an independent process or or something that we've got a separate process. The problem is that it's not independent. Um, It was for a very long time. So when it was first set up, it was, it really did look at pay properly and it didn't, there was no questions about affordability or anything like that at all. It was, it set doctors pay um, around what it felt doctors were worth. And, there were times gone by, for example, where things had changed in the economy and there were, or pay had fallen, where they did give pay restoration actually in a single year. They gave pay awards of 28% you know, plus, sometimes even higher in a single year, because that's what they felt doctors pay needed to do to actually be at the right level. And it's really been broken since the financial crash. And I think, although they've been, I have to say, in fairness, to them, they've been slightly better in the last few years in that they haven't been quite as rigid with what the government have told them to do but for about 10 years the government said you know give the public sector a pay freeze or cap their pay at one percent and the ddrb just meekly followed and that's why we're so far behind hmm. well cl- clearly one one of the one of the factors they were supposed to keep pace with was cost of living so if juniors pays down 26 percent against inflation and consultants is down 35 percent, and that's not even to this april that's last april they, they they've clearly not really been following that remit emma what did, did you did you want to add anything to your to phil's account of the meeting i think it's important to note the, the kinds of arguments that that the government are using and why we don't think they're valid so we're getting quite a lot of we need to keep pay down so that inflation falls i think that's you know it should be obvious from the fact that pay is falling now and not just for us but across large sections of the economy that pay has not caused this round of you know this round of high inflation and the kind of wage prices spiral that they keep talking about is is dismissed by um the international monetary fund you know Mm. who are not exactly bastions of, of left-wing thinking right. so so we don't we don't think that that's valid and we'll continue to to argue about about that they talk about you know having to take it from patient services we we don't agree that that's necessary you know that's the cost of pay restoration for junior doctors is about one billion pounds a quarter of what they've spent on useless ppe and written off you know one thirty seventh of what they spent on uh, test and trace. One forty second, you know, forty two billion pounds this year of uncollected tax. So they could make different political choices in order to pay doctors better, in order to pay doctors enough to keep us in the health service and to provide good care. Uh, they're choosing not to at the moment, and we hope that through through negotiation but but also through the, a, a positive ballot result and and potentially if we have to through strike action uh, we can shift the dial on those things so i'm going to reiterate what what phil said the best thing you can do right now if you're a junior doctor is return your ballot with a yes vote if you are a consultant or a specialist or or another kind of doctor working you know, in public health or, or any in general practice in any other area uh, is is to support the junior doctors struggle because if we win for junior doctors we will be able to build on that for everybody else absolutely um 
fish um in terms of um our our issues uh, as consultants uh with um with pay pensions uh ddrb where have we got to what have we what have we been doing in terms of correspondence etc yeah so we we had a our consultants committee meeting back in december and it was absolutely clear that the consultants are incredibly angry about both their pay and their pension um and we know that the ddrb that we've talked about was complicit and certainly the both aspects really certainly the pay aspect and and that feeds into what's happened to pensions to a large degree as well they're a little bit it's a little bit more complicated with the pension tax as to how that fix fits in the ddrb but clearly um consultants were incredibly angry so uh, on the back of that we've we've written to the secretary of state we wrote before christmas um really sort of in, in very kind of clear terms saying this is just an untenable situation both in terms of pay pensions but also working conditions in the, in the nhs is completely untenable and um we he needs to take action he needs to sort of listen to the listen to our concerns and actually take action we've actually written to multiple secretary of states before that it's been a, it was a very very difficult year last year because i think we had um we had such a large number of secretary of states in a short period of time that we wrote to every single one but obviously by the time they would come around to replying they were <laughs> there was someone else in post so that was quite a challenge but we've been very clear in terms of outlining what exactly needs to happen to fix pay fix pensions and, and reform the ddrb um they have written back um but again not really sort of offering very much and not and sort of defending the pay review process uh really which i think is it's not really very um very valid and you know we, we phil's obviously you know been in the meeting with emma and it doesn't sound like there's been whilst whilst it's been positive in terms of the tone i've, I've not heard anything that phil or emma have, have said or other unions have said that are actually tangible offers or tangible movements so far uh, I think I think if things don't move, then I think inevitably, um, you know, consultants will also have to um, think about escalating their actions. So we've got a few things coming up. So we've got our executive meeting next week. Uh, and again, we're going to be talking about what next steps consultants need to take to actually make sure it's very clear that our anger is expressed. And then we have our consultants conference in March. Um, so, so essentially, again, Please make sure you put motions into that. And the closing date for that is Monday. And come along to the conference in March. Register and come along. And then on, on the 2nd, we've got our consultants meeting. I think it's, if there's been no progress, I, 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 I'm i I'm fairly, I strongly suspect that the committee will actually say enough is enough and we need to um, follow the juniors into industrial action. Mm. Yeah. Phil. Yes. I mean, let's be clear about this. This meeting was an, introductory meeting to say hello to lay out our stall what happens next is the crunch because uh, this government doesn't have a very good record of actually converting talk into action uh, so I, I wouldn't like anyone on this call to think we've been taken in uh, uh, and that we're not completely on the ball with regards to making sure that there are outcomes from this we're not looking for a warm hug, are we? We're looking for fixes for pensions, pay and DDRB, absolutely. Um, so uh, uh, thanks very much for all of that. Hopefully that's been interesting to everybody. We'll be back, no doubt, very shortly with another one. 
Um, I think final messages have, have got to be around the juniors ballot again. So uh, again, make sure that uh, if you're a consultant, you're supporting your juniors, you're doing that vocally and in writing if needs be, make sure that you've got all the, all the educational stuff sorted out. If you're a junior, make sure that you you are going to return your ballot, return it in time. If you're not a member yet, for goodness sake, why not get to be a member straight away? Um, if you're a junior and you're not sure, talk to lots of people. There's The best thing is to talk to lots of people. Um, and if you're keen, make sure you're organised and help out to organise within the workplace. Anybody else want to chip in with any last minute messages? Just to say, if, if you're uncertain who to talk to, um, then there's loads of us who've got open DMs on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can find our, our email addresses on the BMA website for your local reps. Um, you can always, you know, contact us. Uh, you can contact us by by email. The official BMA email for for me is uh, depcouncilchair at bma.org.uk, um, and and I will endeavour to respond and and we can have a chat about any concerns that you've got. So happy to talk. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, Emma. I was going to say, you know, in terms of the contents of the podcast, do find us both, both myself and Vish are, are on Twitter. Um, Phil's on Twitter as well. Send us, send us uh, tweets by DM or open uh, things you'd like to be discussed and questions you've got, and we'll try and address them in, in you know in future episodes. So thank you all very much for coming along. Brilliant of you to give up your time, um, and uh, and have a lovely weekend when you finally get there. Thanks very much. Thanks all. Thank you. See people in London tomorrow.